Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate, news, and pop culture collide coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. And welcome back. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, I would like to talk about something that Rachel wanted me to talk about, which is (laughs) my dog semi-ruining my rug. Yeah, well, there was a lot of build-up to this. So, first of all, the thing you need to know is Natalie just bought this rug after days, nay, I say It was a saga. Possibly. Haven't we discussed my rug saga on the pod? Yeah, there's been a saga. You've spent quite a while um, deciding between rugs, sending them back, like Mm -hmm. not being pleased. Finally, you got one. It looks fantastic. I can attest. And now your dog. Just classic black and white. Um, Yeah, and then now little devious Abby decided to destroy a pen, um, a black ballpoint pen, while I was in the shower, she just started gnawing on it, and of course it exploded. And it was really cute because her little paws had ink all over them, and it was really sweet, but my rug also <laughs> had ink all over it. Um, I like that you see the upside of this, that it was cute. I don't find anything cute about that. The upside is that, thankfully, the spot was small enough where we could f- just flip the rug, just flip it 180 degrees and so the spot is now under the sofa Um, oh that's smart yeah it's I mean I try immediately you know I pulled it out from under our furniture took it to the sink started trying to spot treat it with water and soap and um I didn't have any like tied pen things or whatever um you need to get on that I know I'm sure people are like you should have used baking soda you should have used da 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 but alas like all I had was just dish soap and water which usually works for stains like when I get an oil stain I'll just throw some dish soap on it um but it didn't really work it just kind of like lightened the stain so then I was like cool well I guess I'm just gonna have to flip the rug around and make it work so that's well, what ink I did. is tricky um so I don't even know that if you had those things that it would necessarily come out and I it's important, I guess the advice takeaway from this <laughs> is that you, when you're buying a rug or any kind of furniture, you should probably make sure you know how to clean it in case of accidents. I was mm-hmm. shopping for sofas last weekend and I found this one that looked fantastic. It was very affordable, but it said you can't use water. Um, oh. You have to only use like spot cleaning like approved spot cleaning treatments on it and Mm. water will actually leave a stain and I was like oh I backed away immediately because I I don't want anything that I cannot apply water to I mean like no I just feel like not being able to have water on something or water causing a stain is like a big problem that is a big problem yeah I think it's good that you backed away from that sofa thanks but yeah, it's good that you tried and that you found a different solution, even though you couldn't get the stain out. Yeah. Thank, I mean, thankfully, it wasn't super big. Thankfully, she didn't jump up on the sofa, too, because that could have been because that's a lot harder to clean. Um, yeah. So all in all, it was not the worst thing to happen. But OK, so let's launch into the controversial television show that we want to talk about. Um, Windy City Rehab. That was kind of what we were like whoa this show is messy (laughs) 
I have to admit, I've never even really heard of this show. I mean, maybe I've heard it in passing. It's an HGTV show, and it's, it was not on my radar. Was it on yours? It was not, no. It first entered both of our radars uh, when we had a team meeting, and our boss, Jim, mentioned it and said, oh, isn't that show riddled with issues? <laughs> and in everyone fact, was like, is. oh, is it? I, so we kind of... We looked into it, and it is riddled with issues. <laughs> this is a, this show has a lot of problems. A lot drama of upon scene. drama. Um, we both watched it after learning about the drama. Why don't you give us a rundown of what the issues are with the show and the hosts? Yeah. So as I said up at the top, it's it's called Windy City Rehab. It's on HGTV. Um, we watched on Hulu, and the first, excuse me, the second season uh, launched this week, um, September 15th, and so we watched the first episode of the second season. Um, it follows Allison Victoria, who's a designer, and Donovan Eckhart, who is her business partner, um, well, <laughs> I think was her business partner. Yeah, we're uh, not sure right now. He's a, con- he's a general contractor, um, and they basically, you know find beautiful historic homes in Chicago and flip them and sell them to people who want a gorgeous house. Um, Basically the drama here (laughs) is that um, since the show's premiere in January, 2019 uh, Allison, Victoria and Donovan have faced serious legal troubles. Um, They've had stop work orders from the city um, because of like violations that they've committed. Uh, the Chicago Tribune reported in July 2019 that Eckhart's real estate developer license and general contractor license were suspended for a year. Um, they've faced complaints from neighbors over messy construction sites, several lawsuits from actually two sets of buyers who bought houses that they made over. Um, one was over like a leak and and water damage that amounted to like a hundred thousand dollars that they had to repair. Um, you know, there's been unpaid contractors and unpaid investors who have given Victoria and Eckhart seed money. So, you know, a lot of money issues, <laughs> a lot of money yeah. problems. So my, my, my question after all of this, is how on earth are these people in business still? Maybe they aren't anymore. But how are they in business? And how did they land an HGTV show? Why are... Why? I know. I know. I, I mean, I think the the answer we have right now is that this season, season two, was filmed before a lot of these issues came out. Um, I think mm. one of the lawsuits was filed in January of this year. And this season that we're seeing now was filmed last year it was filmed in 2019 so okay I think it's just the rest of the public catching up to all of these issues that they've had and so they're letting it play out now well and interestingly enough again Natalie and I sat down to watch the season two premiere to just see what all of it was about and I think we were both a little surprised I don't want to speak for you but HGTV uh tackles it right off the bat so in the season preview they have um news of the headlines coming out now moving on to our cover story 
Windy City Rehab has been on the air for one season. The show follows Allison Victoria and Donovan Eckhart, creating beautiful homes out of rundown properties. But Eckhart is being sued by one of his contractors for $100,000. Two of the latest Windy City Rehab properties have stop work orders. Is season two of the popular HGTV series now in jeopardy? And they kind of tease it almost uh, (laughs) using the headlines, I think, to sell the show. And they make us feel like we're going to see some of the drama on screen this season. Yeah, I wrote they're using headline drama to sell the show. Any publicity is good publicity. I was just going through Allison's Instagram and I think she has like kind of addressed certain things or been, you know, all of her followers are very aware that she's like at odds with you know, the city and she's at odds with her business partner, Donovan, it turns out. Um, So in the first episode we see, we learn, okay. So it it focuses on a house that's on um, wood street in Chicago. They call it wood. And um, they bought the house for $677,000 total fixer upper. And we, we see Allison and Donovan walk through the place and the work is about 50% of the way finished. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, there's boxes everywhere. There's floors laid, but there's, you know, the kitchen's not finished at all. Lots of work that needs to be done. And so we learn um, through two women who I believe are just like back office um, members of Allison's team. They deal with like the books they discover that 88% of the loan that they have for the renovation of this house has already been drawn. So they only have a small amount of money from the bank left to put into this project, but it's still half, half the work needs to be done. And the kicker here is that it's not only has the money already been spent, but it's been paid out to a company that Donovan owns. Yeah. Um, we don't get answers, unfortunately. Like, I kept waiting for the confrontation to happen. I know. I well, think they got to save that, right? <laughs> Allison and Donovan. And they. I, I, I feel like it happened because she said, she alluded in the episode, she said, I didn't get an explanation. He just says, I'll get right on that or I'll fix it. So mm-hmm. obviously that happened behind the scenes and is part of the reason why she's so frustrated um, because he's just sort of like, giving her the runaround. Um, But I, the other thing is I feel like the show really is trying to paint her in a victim light. For sure. For sure. Um, Like she was so, you know, uh, blindsided by this budget issue. And the whole time I just kept wondering, how could you not have any idea a, that this amount of money had been spent B, that the work on this project was so lagging behind. Mm -hmm. Do you not know where your money is being spent? Um, You mentioned also that they bought this place for $676,000. They 677, were plan- yeah. Sorry, 677. They were planning on spending 800 and do you have that number? Like 812, I think, 815 on the Something like 800,000 on the renovations and then they were going to sell it for 1.7 million. Mm-hmm. Because the project has now taken so long, I guess in order to make a profit, 
they now want to sell it for two million. Right. And I, I do actually want to make a um, I want to clarify that a vast majority of the money was paid out of that that loan, that 88% was paid out, not the whole 88%. Right. <laughs> to Donovan's Sorry. companies. Um, Correct. Yeah. I just want to make that clarification. But yeah, they, I mean, because Allison says, oh, you know, she's had, she holds the mortgage on this place. So there's mortgage payments and there's, there's, um, what's it called? Interest on mm-hmm. the loan. And there's like all these different things that she's just paying for and it's just sitting there so she feels like she has to recoup her money in some way and the way that she decides to do it is by making it more more. high end (laughs) charging more but in order to charge more you have to make it more high end and to make it more high end you have to spend more and that's she says several times during the show you gotta spend money to make money right and so at one point she actually asked donovan um, to put out 50000 of his own money. She says both of them need to put out 50000 of their own money to make this work. And he has anxiety about that. Yeah. Understandably, I think. Mm-hmm. And she calls him a baby. Um, <laughs> you can see the tension between these two, like, right off the bat. Yeah, I read an article, too, that said, like, the first season, it was she was calling him uh, her, like, work husband you know her her partner in crime and it seemed like they had a really good like relationship and now this season it's it's tense it's he he seems like he just wants to run far away from this partnership you you said he seems exasperated and I think that's a really accurate yeah I think he really if he if he had a genie be like I'll grant you a wish to just drop this project and run away and like you don't have to pay any money he would be like great get me out of here and he might be like a schemester and a scam artist I don't know I mean we there's a lot that we're missing in terms of the facts of this show yeah but honestly like she seems like a nightmare to work with like just well well in my opinion IMO she I, I don't know. I don't even understand how this like partnership like formed. I don't understand how it lasted this long. I don't really know how she manages to work well with other people on a regular basis. So like I'm not taking sides, but they both seem to be they both seem to have major issues. And she also seems really impulsive in terms of her um, spending and her dis- her business decisions. Yeah, I mean, she has a very specific design um, taste and and aesthetic that she that she designs to. I, I do actually appreciate it because she does like to take old homes and go in and update them. But she wants the interiors to look like they've been there for a hundred years. Old. So yeah, I do appreciate that. Um, but a lot of the choices that she makes in this house are like hyper specific to her taste. And that yeah. seems like a huge risk when you like a built-in coffee maker seems like a bad idea to me. She seems like she yeah. said that was crucial, but I was like, okay, what if it malfunctions? Then you have to get like somebody, a specialist out to repair it. Like, yeah. That's stupid to spend money on that. And then she had like these other like mirrored, um, did you see like the, the mirrored, the closet mirrored closets in the end door? Yeah. Yeah, those are like not everyone's gonna like that. Like it was, there were a lot of very specific design choices that she chose, and she like 
has to sell this house <laughs> for a lot of money. So right. I think she did a good, a great job in the kitchen. Um, that backsplash, I've never seen a backsplash like that. It was very art deco. It had kind of like um, triangles with like the bottom side not on them. <laughs> I can't really describe them, but yeah, the backsplash was a very unique tile backsplash. I think it's very in style, but also feels timeless. So I think she did a good job with that. But she was so insistent that she would get two million. Mm-hmm. or over two million for her design choices and that everybody just needed to like roll with the punches and follow yeah. her lead and I don't feel like she had any sort of like information to back that up or like any reason to really believe I I didn't I lacked conviction in her I did look at some of the comps in the area and while they're not all like two million dollar houses, there's some like 1.5, 1.3, 1.7s. So okay, it's, so it wasn't totally crazy for her to expect. Yeah, that it's not like this. I mean, this might be the most expensive home in the neighborhood, and you're, you know, tr- you know, tradition tells you don't buy the most expensive house in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. but. Um, But I think, I mean, so spoiler alert, the house sold. (laughs) Um, I think we should we should say that. And at the end of the episode, they do reveal the house sold um, in December of 2019 for one point nine seven five million. So she almost got that two million. (laughs) But she didn't. But she didn't. Um, But they do put a positive spin on it. She says all of my subcontractors and contractors are paid. My investors are paid. So this is a, a a good thing. Like she she's like this this project is to bed and everyone's been paid and everyone's happy. I so. guess I just it, that's great. Good for her. I guess I just I question how somebody who's running a business as she is could be so clueless about so much of it. Yeah. Um and then even in the you know we see Donovan in the beginning looking exasperated with her and then we don't see him for the rest of the episode yeah Um, I want to hear from him I know we're going to hear from him later in the season uh, yeah there has there has to be there has to be a confrontation there has to be I it is interesting to note that in the press release that HGTV sent out for season two he was not mentioned so I don't know that he's going to be around for long interesting Um, but hopefully he will make an appearance at some point and we will see some sort of confrontation. But even without him and like whatever drama is going on with him, I just feel like she's, she's not a good, like she's not a good business manager. It doesn't seem like, well, it seems yes to not know about the, I mean, like I was telling you before, it seems like in this case they had other projects that needed to, be focused on and then some projects got pushed to the back burner and I think wood was one of those projects that just you had to divert your energy to something else and then you know this one has to sit here and they had stop work orders and it just it sounds just like don't you I'm not in this business of flipping but like at that point don't you Slow Limit down. the number of projects that you're taking on and try yeah. to scale back so yeah. that you have control over the ones that you do have. That's just, it was crazy to me. I know. I know. Um, it's the lack of, uh, like, 
and she she just seems so insulted by it. That's what really kind of bugged me. She she was playing the victim card of like, well, now I'm screwed because all of this is happening. It's like, well, <laughs> girl, you should have known this was happening all along. Right. Yeah, there was a lot of victim card pulling for sure. Um, I, I also read somewhere that Allison and Donovan have parted ways as business partners. So yeah, that is not surprising. I'm curious to see how this plays out. So I might keep my ear to the ground and, and oh, see, for sure. you know, maybe tune into another episode. I mean, their season preview just to, you know, go back to the top definitely indicates that they're going to dress it. So I, I really hope that they do. I hope that it wasn't yeah. just a, a, tactic to lure us in and then they just sort of drop it it might be but nonetheless <laughs> yeah um i'll fall for it i i did i will fall for it and i did fall for it um yes because I, I i i gotta admit i've never seen a home improvement show quite like this i mean we're so used to the chip and joe dynamic where it's like perfect and like the you know we talked about the home edit last week with Joanna and Clea and everything's like cutesy with just the right amount of like snark and spark <laughs> and uh this was just I, <laughs> this is like in the trenches <laughs> yeah I like, sort of loved it it's bad here <laughs> <laughs> things are not going well in Chicago um yeah this is an interesting one but um I like it Listeners, if you have heard of this drama, if you have any thoughts on Windy City Rehab, let us know. Email us, podcast at realtor.com. Let's move on to something a little bit lighter. A fun new Airbnb is coming to (laughs) all of us here in the Los Angeles area. The Fresh Prince Mansion, the home where I think they filmed it on. It's the same thing where they filmed the show on a soundstage, but the house was used for establishing shots, right? Yeah, the exterior. It's the the one that you know and love from the opening credits. I pulled up to the house about seven or eight, and I yelled to the cabbie, "Your home, smell you later." Looked at my kingdom, I was finally there to sit on my throne as the Prince of L.A. That house is going up on Airbnb and can be rented. Um, yeah, I um, I know, Natalie. You said that it was maybe a little too. It was a little before your time. I was a huge Fresh Prince fan, um, nice. so I'm really excited about this. It, so the, you're coming down to LA, is what you're saying? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, it's really amazing what they've done inside this house. I mean, the house is staged perfectly. It does not necessarily look inside, obviously, like what the the, the set looked like, um, but they've tried to give. They try to do an homage, I guess, to the Fresh Prince in places. And so they have artwork of Will Smith and they've got a game room. And it just sort of in general looks like a really fun place to stay. So the deal with this place is that it's going to be up for rental. And you have to be a Los Angeles County resident. But um, you can book one of five October stays. So you'll be staying in the place in October and it's just $30 a night to do That's this. the crazy part. So they're not trying to make a... Pr- it's it's like 90s prices. Um, <laughs> but they're not trying to make a profit. For like this 1890s prices. Purely 
for fun? Like what's the, what are they, why are they doing this? Well, it's a $30 per night rate, um, which is a fan-friendly rate set to commemorate the 30th anniversary of God okay. TV okay. debut. So okay. it's just purely for nostalgia, and I think that's pretty great. And you're a Los Angeles County resident, so I definitely think that um, it's you and I will make plans in October. I know. We, we will have plans in October. I mean, it's interesting that in the age of COVID, this is, like, happening. But I guess, I mean... I'm sure they'll be cleaning and I'm sure there will be like you have to. So they say the home will be scrubbed between guests. And in fact, there's only two maximum guests per stay. So you and I can easily go do it. Oh, how lovely Um, for us. (laughs) Although you must show proof of L.A. County residency and live in the same household. So I guess that rules us out. (laughs) Crap. You can get a fake ID and say you live with me. (laughs) Yes. Let me get right on that. Let me get my fake ID. Yeah. My, my fake ID guy right on that. It is really nice, though. This is um, the profits, I guess, are going to the Boys and Girls Club of Philadelphia. Perfect. That's awesome. Which is Will Smith's hometown. So I love that. This is just, it's like a feel good story. I think it's pretty cool. Again, you know, the mansion inside doesn't, you know, exactly look like. Where Viv and Uncle Phil and Will and Ashley and it's Carlton lived. It's nice inside. Like I, the architecture is incredible. There's amazing built-ins. Like it's this really, it's, it's an, I don't know what year the house was built, um, but it's in Brentwood. It's just one of those amazing mansions that would just be really cool to spend a night in. Even if you, even if it didn't have the cachet of being yeah. the, Fresh Prince of Bel Air house, so um, exactly, and there's a pool yeah. outside with um, some great lounge chairs. So, well, that sounds just lovely at the end of the <laughs> summer. Perfect. Um, but yeah, if you want to, uh, if you live in LA County with another person and you want to go, uh, and you're feeling nostalgic, <laughs> and take some Instagram photos outside the house, uh, send them our way. Podcast at realtor All right, making moves time. Rachel, we have some we have some big ones here. Um big ones. let's start with the biggest <laughs> biggest house. Actually, I'm going to start with I'm not going to start with that one. I'm going to start with a story that we've been following for a while. Bella Thorne, her Sherman Oaks house. Um I'm starting to feel like this is the Bella Thorne podcast. I know. Uh this house is known because it is painted magenta outside and there's a bunch of crazy artwork on the walls inside there's a room that has boas all over the place there's a room that has roses all over the wall it's a very crazy house inside and out um and the price has dropped by a hundred thousand dollars so yeah we're calling this bella thorn watch um she still hasn't sold her place it was pending at one point Right. That's what I was going to mention is that uh, we had deemed her as our winner at one point because she had it was pending and it seemed like it was going off the market really fast. But then it went off the market. Then it had a price drop. Yeah. This is sorry. No, no, no. This is a second price drop. The first price drop was like 50,000. Like it was not that much. And this is 100,000. So again, they're they're pretty firm on their price. But right. But it dropped. Yeah. 
They're trying to so, sell. They're really trying to unload this thing. And I guess it just goes to show that maybe, um, you know, we had said that these were cosmetic changes that probably wouldn't really affect a buyer and you could easily change. But maybe it just goes to show that you uh, shouldn't maybe paint your house pink. Yeah, probably not if you're trying to sell it. Um, I actually wouldn't be surprised if we see this house with new listing photos and it's been repainted if, if they get desperate. Mm, I could see that. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Next one. Another story that we've been following. Uh, JLo and A-Rod. They were the owners, were the owners of a Malibu beach house. Um, this, as you'll remember, they, they purchased it last year and they put it on the market about a year later. And everyone's like, why are they selling this house? Uh, but then they ended up buying a home for 40 mil in on Star Island in Miami. So what's the deal with this house? Well, now we know that it has officially sold and it's sold for $6,775,000. So just a titch above what they paid for it. We don't know who they sold it to. We know they bought it from actor Jeremy Piven. Yes. Um, Yes. And then they demolished much of the interior. So they did a lot of work on this place. Um, I really, really, really want to see inside. And I don't I know. know that we were going to be able to. I know. Cause, well, because Joanna Gaines was supposedly decorating re- it. Redoing the interior. Yeah. So yeah. we never got to see the inside. Um, but this story, this, this case is closed for, for the time being. They've found a buyer. Let's move on to our last story in Making Moves. Derek Jeter listed his massive mansion in Tampa, Florida for $29 million. Um, This home has been the home of Tom Brady and Giselle ever since Tom and Fam moved down there because Tom, of course, is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' new quarterback. Um, So So they're renting from Derek Jeter. Correct. In the ultimate like meta sports ball real estate world. <laughs> they are acquaintances and Derek was like, do you need a place to live? And Tom's like, <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, bruh. <laughs> and so they moved down into the house. Um, it's a huge house. I mean, it's on the market for $29 million. Uh, and I guess the arrangement that they've come up with is that Derek's real estate agent can show the house whenever and Tom and fam will keep it clean. I just had this whole image of potential home buyers coming over to tour the home and Tom's just like on the couch watching football. <laughs> well, wasn't that a story that happened? Didn't Tom walk in on... Tom accidentally walked into a uh, house next door, right? Yeah. A, a, one of the... Like a coach's house or something. Or a coach yeah. of... Not the coach. But he thought he was going to the coach's house, but it was actually a rando's house. Yeah. And the rando was like, oh... Oh, my God. Tom Brady is in my kitchen. <laughs> yeah. We actually tried to get the rando on the podcast, remember? Yes, I did. I contacted him and he did not contact me back. <laughs> no. Rando, if you're listening to this. His, his loss. We don't it's want not you, too Rando. Late. We don't want you. 
tweet me back. Um, but anyway, yeah. So Tom, I'm assuming that Tom and Giselle are going to have to find another place to live. I mean, but it's going to well, take a while. Well, they still have their place up in Massachusetts that they had been trying to sell for a very long time. It is off market now. And maybe that's why. Mm. Maybe they took it off market because they need a place to stay. Maybe. I mean, but they want to have a place close to Tom's practice area. Right. Right, because football is happening, COVID or not. Um, yeah. This place is also huge. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's a 3,000, excuse me, let me get my numbers right, 30,000 square foot home. Um, it was built in 2012, and it has eight full bathrooms and eight half bathrooms and seven bedrooms. That's a lot of bathrooms. So that's a total of 16 bathrooms. Yeah, that's that's what math will tell you. How and why is that a necessary number of bathrooms? I, yeah. And I have had this question before when people buy enormous houses with a lot of bathrooms. Is it really necessary? I mean, I'm a girl who loves a lot of bathrooms. I don't want to share my bathroom. I, you know, I... I <laughs> You're I, like, I, I like- require three bathrooms to myself. <laughs> I do feel like it's very important and I've gone on group trips before to, you know, cabins in Tahoe and whatnot where, um, you know, the bathroom issue is it can get kind of ugly. But in this <laughs> case, it's like, what do you need 16 bathrooms for? And what could that space be better spent on? Maybe it adds value, you know. Does that, it? That At what many? point does it stop adding value? <laughs> The twelfth bathroom. <laughs> That's what I want to know. Those additional four, you don't need those. <laughs> That's exactly what those I are net know. neutral bathrooms. Um, <laughs> I love this story from the Tampa Bay Times <laughs> that calls it out. Like I got to give serious props to this uh, this piece, and we'll put it in the show notes. I guess I think you guys should read it. Um, they say, "Let's talk bathrooms: eight full and eight partial." That's 16 toilet flappers to replace. That's a lot 16 of chances flappers. to clean grout. 16 mirrors to collect toothpaste splatters. Well, and especially right now, like think about how ridiculous this is. Right now, there's Giselle, Tom Brady, and I think they have two kids. Yeah, I think, I think it's just a four-person. So there's family. four people with 16 bathrooms. They each get four. And they're certainly not entertaining in COVID times. It's almost just, it's just like an exercise in like luxury. I guess they called the uh, CEO of the firm handling the listing. And he politely pointed out that luxury homes are not regular homes. Okay. All right, um, dude. <laughs> we just don't understand are, then, I guess. They are sprawling compounds of privacy and convenience. Got it. And I so, suppose they said five five bathrooms is typical in a luxury property. That's a bathroom for each bedroom. Okay. Well, you have 16. So. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and that is it for making moves this week. Stay tuned for next week when we talk about more updates. We'll update you on the updates. We are we have our ear to the ground and our eyes on the sky. All right. It's that time. Winners and losers. 
This is the segment. <laughs> so excited of, for the loser right now. This is our segment at the end of the episode where we discuss celebrities or royal people. <laughs> and the homes or the properties uh, that they bought, sold, or rented, or own. <laughs> I'm like making all of these like additions because of our loser. Um, <laughs> and so our loser this week is Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> The queen. The queen uh, for taking a $716 million hit to her real estate holdings amid the COVID-19 crisis. I don't know why it makes me giggle so much that we're... (laughs) Full disclosure. The queen is our loser. We don't have... We couldn't really find a loser this week. But then we saw a wonderful headline that said that the queen has lost a ton in real estate. So we're like, well, let's make the queen our loser. That sounds great. This Um, is from the New York Post, by the way, Um, one of our partners. And yeah, just to be specific and transparent, most of her real estate portfolio is in the commercial sector. It includes shopping centers and business parks around the country. But yep. Nonetheless, she is a loser in real estate. So that's why she's our celebrity real estate loser of the week. Sorry, your highness. <laughs> all right, let's move on to our winner, though. In all seriousness, um, our winner this week is Elon Nordegren. Of course, Tiger Woods' ex-wife. Um, she is our winner because she finally sold her massive home in North Palm Beach, Florida. She's been trying to sell this one for two years, about two years, um, and she sold it for $29 million. That seems to be a theme, $29 million. and Jeter put his home for $29 million on the market. Oh, yeah, good call. Weird. Um, anyway, yeah, so she sold it for $29 million, which is much less than she put it on the market for initially. She wanted to get uh, $49.5 million for it. Um, and then she dropped the price again to 44.5. She ended up settling for 29 million. Uh, <laughs> that's a crazy. big that's a big settle, but whatever. <laughs> but she's our winner because that's she stands to make a profit. Um, yeah. she bought the place in 2011 for 12 million and apparently put millions of dollars into renovating it. She essentially flattened it and built it up from from the ground up and yeah uh, she demolished the place right and then started anew correct and estimates are that she she put the the value of the property is about 23 24 million um and she ended up getting 29 million for it so that is a profit right there yeah and according to the real deal the buyer is russell wiener the founder of rockstar energy drink Oh yeah, I buried the lead. Yes, the the founder of Rockstar Energy Drinks. <laughs> it's a great house, by the way. Like, yeah, it's it's an awesome house. It's it, it's incredible. It's absolutely amazing inside. It's on the beach. Like, it has literally everything that that a luxury buyer is looking for. So I, I really, yeah, I know. Honestly, like, I would never move out of this place. Reportedly, she moved to West Palm Beach. Um, I don't know what kind of place that she's living in now that could compete with this i mean it is large so if she's living alone i know this purely from the real housewives of new york uh and luann's luann delicep's 
drama. Um, Palm Beach is the much more like bougie one. And West Palm is not as as bougie. I mean, there are really nice homes, but West oh. Palm is, is supposed to be not as nice as Palm Beach. So interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. My aunt lives in Palm Beach. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Wow. But I don't know like what. I'll have to find out what like section she lives in. Yeah. Um, but in any case, Elon Nordegren uh, sold her house, probably made a profit. So for that, she is our real estate winner of the week. And that's it for House Party. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you like what you heard today, you can check out all of these stories in the show notes. Or you can go to realtor.com slash news. Or you can go to Google, type in realtor.com and the topic and the story should show up for you there um if you would give us a five-star rating and write us a review we would be so so appreciative that helps people find us um and spreads the real estate good vibes (laughs) rachel over to you (laughs) thanks natalie yeah, if you want to get in touch with us, please email us at podcast at realtor.com. That is singular, podcast at realtor.com. Or you can find us on social media. We're everywhere. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We are at House Party Pod on all three. Thanks again for tuning in, for pressing play. We love you and thank you. Catch you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.